Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast, we're just group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies, and we're back to October once again for our month of horror, and this year we're going over the 80s icons, starting off with Child's Play, which there are major spoilers for in this podcast, and um, I believe the only spoilers should be minor for the rest of the series, but that won't be till the end, so even if you don't want minor spoilers for those, um, you can uh, exit early on, and by early on, I mean a good hour and a half into the podcast. Um, Other than that... If you enjoy this episode, please go over to iTunes and like, um, like? No, subscribe and uh, leave a review. Um, you can also find our links to our social media and our Patreon in the show notes. And um, that's all. That's all I got to say. Um, my name's Everett. Let's go join my friends Matt and Brandon and I for Child's Play, and you can enjoy the conversation. Do last. We predator, predator, yeah. Oh, the predator. That was all it. three of us, right? Yeah, that was oh, it. Yeah. That was the last one. Yeah. Wow, I think this is my first two in a row. Maybe. No, I feel Are like you... there was another one in there. Probably, yeah. Somewhere. Or right, it's my second two in a row. Probably. weren't you on a couple of the Jurassic Park ones? I was, but you were may, on you three and a... world. Yeah, you were on three and world. Think three and world. And it's maybe my second. Wow. Second time, you're yeah. coming around. You're I gonna am. Be, are wow. you gonna try to stick her with us the I'm, whole month? I'm, I'm, yeah. Good. I really am. Nexus Hell is a Hellraiser. I have oh, all those damn movies. Raising Hell. Well, I don't have Hellraiser, but it's on damn Hulu. So and Netflix. And Netflix. I'll, they got yeah, both. Watch it. The first and second on Netflix. Yeah, they do. You should. You. I suggest you watch it one and two because it's yeah. one story. I'm going to. Unlike Everett, who says I'm only going to watch the sequel if the first. I'm going to sit down and make <laughs> Everett watch one That's and two with me. Bullshit, Everett, because you need to watch Friday Thirteenth one, and at least any of the fucking sequels. Yeah. Any of them. And I get that. I understand. You have to for that one. I mean, that's I guess because like, it's also, we're doing the icons. Which all right. For Halloween. Jason's not even in the first right. one. Yeah, exactly. And so. for Halloween, you have to at least watch the first one. And, and the new I one. And I think, no, I think, I personally think any one of them for the Thorn trilogy. I like yeah, the, I agree, I like the but it's gonna. he's going to have a really interesting perspective seeing he'll the original. He'll have to watch all of them. Though. Well, no, yeah. I mean, seeing the original and then seeing the new one that's a direct sequel, he'll have a unique perspective to us who have seen. Because the new one comes yeah. out on the 15th, I think. 19th. Which, 19th? Okay, 19th, before we yeah. do the p- episode mm-hmm. uh, over Halloween, because that's going to be come out on Halloween. Um, yeah. So I'll get to see both the, the original and that before we even do the podcast. Oh, okay. That'll be fair. Yeah, it will be. That's a fucked up universe, honestly. Um, I've been going to the, I've been trying to go to the theater a lot more lately. Yeah, so you saw house by house with the clock and the house with the clock in its walls. Yes, I did. And you invited me out to Ven- Venom, but I had to work. Oh, you saw it Venom? Sucked. I saw Venom. When did you see Venom? I saw uh, yesterday. yesterday. Right? Yeah. And I saw the house with the clock in its walls today. Today. And uh, last weekend, I saw a simple favor. What's a simple favor? Last time I asked for one of those, I you know it was. It's never simple. We, we we had to we had to bury we had to bury that. Yeah. I can't go back to jail. A yeah. lot of setup. I can't go back to jail. A lot of setup for nobody laughing at. I know. I tried. <laughs> I just. You know what popped in my head was art from Monsters University. 
Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. He yeah. was like always freaking out. Like he can't go back to jail and all yep. this stuff. And you never figure out what exactly he like, did. Like what the fuck he did. Or yeah. his, pro- his paranoia. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. well, that was a good movie. Wait, so. Yeah, wait, it was a good movie. I don't remember. What's a, uh, what's a simple favor? Simple favor is Paul Feig's new movie. That's um, right. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's still a comedy, but it is also a thriller. It's kind of, um, so going in, I knew I'd seen one of the trailers with my headphones in at the movies and I saw it was Anna Kendrick and, uh, I can't remember her name. Ryan Reynolds wife. Blake oh, Lively? Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's them two, and it's supposed to be this thriller thing. And I saw the poster, and it really intrigued me because uh, it's like very Hitchcock, like classic. Uh, it looks like it's for Vertigo or Rear Window or something. Um, and so I Googled before mm-hmm. seeing it a simple favor Hitchcock, and like all the reviews were saying how Paul Feig tried to re uh, resurrect the uh, Hitchcock thriller. Hmm. And so I was like, oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it. So I went to see it. It was great. Um, it was way funnier than I was expecting. And uh, my only complaint was that I wish he would have, him and his uh, cinematographer would have tried to make it look more like a Hitchcock movie. Because mm-hmm. really it just looked like a modern film. Sure. There's no yeah. brain or anything. Uh, but other than that, it was, it was yeah, it was so fun that the twists just keep coming. It was very unpredictable. For they me. may have just been scared to like, be called a ripoff. Yeah, I'm well, sure you're they talking wanted. about the grain. That's just shooting on actual film yeah, stock. Yeah, that's true. But, but I mean, it, it was. It good. is. It is 2018. Go yes. check it out. So, well, are we going to do favorite. a podcast over Venom? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I I mean I, I'm I'm Maybe seeing someday. it. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Okay. But I mean, unless they wrap it in the MCU, then I Get, vote no. <laughs> I well, hope they don't. I think it's an interesting talking point because it's such. Because you are a big Spider-Man fan, I think it'd be interesting to hear your, mm-hmm. you know, a, a long take on your thoughts. I mean, have uh, you... uh, my short uh, thoughts is it's, it's probably hot garbage. Um, that's what I've heard. <laughs> all here's what I thought of it when I came out of the movie. Um, I felt insulted by Sony. Oh fuck! Like, that's I felt right. You like, did see it yesterday. I felt that's like right. they thought that me and everybody else who was going to see the movie were idiots like had no idea who like i had no idea who venom was no just like the the way the movie is written it feels like it was edited by the executives in the way that it it, the villain is much like the issue with the predator where Mm -hmm. it's just he's so evil and it's like just for evil just just for evil's sake yeah Um. there's he, he doesn't feel real at all um, it just felt like, yeah, the whole thing, it was just so cliche and streamlined. It, it just... It was supposed... It had 40 minutes ripped out of it. Yeah, that's and, what I read. Uh, apparently, yeah. they reshot they reshot the first third of the film. The first third was the worst part, I'll say that, because it moves super fast. Uh, the third... Okay, the second act is the best part of the movie, I'll say that, hmm. um, where you see Eddie and Venom talking to each other. Yeah. That's the best stuff. Um, other than that, it's, yeah, terrible. <laughs> wow. It's just awful. Well, I'm going to see it soon, so... I'm going to go see it tomorrow, I think, but I saw a scene on Instagram, like, 
a five like ten second clip. I've also and been to the theater the the past four times I've gone. I've hated every experience really? because of people. Oh, uh, okay. The, I mean, people. The, the Predator was fun though. People were fucking. Predator assholes. was great both times. Um, me and Trent went to see Disney's Princess and the Frog because I had never actually seen it before. Oh, really? Not all the way through. Um, I had watched it a little bit on Blu-ray every once in a while when somebody would be already watching it. Um, but I went to see it and. Oh boy, that's when people bring their loud kids to Fuck movies. Yeah, I guess no shit. And I, it was movie... an event too, so it was yeah, cheaper tickets. I'd say that movie's been out for a long time, so <sighs> that's just a fucking excuse for people to take their kids. Out I, and I be like, hey, go go act like times, shit. Nobody would uh, seem to care that yeah, I was shushing them though. They don't. Um, then me and Trent went to see a simple favor, uh, and there was a group of teenagers sitting next to us mm-hmm. that were talking the whole time. Lots of like, "Oh sis, no way." Uh, like talking to the screen like, yeah. about Blake Lively's outfit or something. <laughs> and so I, I eventually just got up out of him. It was reserved seats, but Trent had an open seat on the other side of him. So I moved away from those kids in the middle of the movie because they were, it was terrible. Now nah, you should have just told him to shut the And then Venom, up. the guy next to me, wouldn't stop talking to his girlfriend every time he was like, he had to like let her know about something going on the screen. God like, oh, it. see, in association with Marvel because Sony actually... It was that kind of guy, the actually guy. God and then at the well, I don't want to spoil anything, but all right, that was him through the, through the whole movie. Um, but then today, I saw the house with a clock in its walls. And how was that? This, Kids. Well, there was a family on each side of me. Oh, oh God! The family out to my left was just dreamy. Just a wonderful family. I I I'd, I'd love to you take them home. You just wanted to go and, home with them. Yeah. Uh, Take me with you. <laughs> the family on my other side, uh, two grandparents mm-hmm. and two grandchildren. Mm-hmm. The grandfather fell asleep and was snoring louder than anybody I've ever heard, I believe. I'm not going to wake him up. Are you going to wake him up? The, the uh, <laughs> I, After like about, I don't know, a minute and a half, I was like, is this really happening? Is that really somebody snoring? And then the grandma like leans over. Uh, they're both separated by the two grandchildren. And she's like, she's smacking on her. Richard, kid, wake saying, up. Saying, wake your grandfather up wake your grandfather up because she can't reach him because they're the recliners <laughs> and uh they i think they, they were just too afraid to and so they wouldn't they weren't doing it and eventually she had to tell him again and they finally woke him up and then he fell asleep again another 30 minutes later god damn uh, it. and then after about i don't know uh, is an hour 45 um probably an hour in the um the kids got really antsy and started asking for candy from them yeah not whisper volume either Full volume. Oh, I want my own. I want my own. Fuck. And uh, this is why I uh, prefer Blu-ray most of the time. Yeah, that sounds awful. In yeah. my home theater. Jesus. Uh, but other than that, the movie was fun. I uh, posted my... Um, so I've been watching my 31 Days of Horror. That movie hey. was fun. Would you recommend it? Yes. Would you recommend a simple... Yes, I definitely recommend a simple favor. Okay. Uh, the house with the clock on its walls. I may say you might wait for Blu-ray. Honestly, it, is it kind of whimsical, like the new Ghost or Goosebumps film? It looks like Goosebumps. Didn't see that, but I, I would assume so because it looks like the kind of like childish CGI. It seriously kind of looks. Feel. It looked. Okay. I thought it was the Goosebumps two, um, two movie. But um, yeah, it's, it's but just another one of those that's, that's just yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. It's not 
like so stupid it's unwatchable and it's not like super sophisticated either for a family film like it's not a disney film but uh my uh i've been doing my 31 days of horror this was number seven i decided to uh, go see it and uh i said hmm the spookiness was fun the magic was fun kate blanchett was great as usual other than that not much to see hmm that's fair jack right. black uh played jack black whimsical yeah, that's whimsical cgi and fart jokes are yeah. not my thing so that's yeah. that's jack black um my other uh days of horror if you've been watching i uh, have i wanted to hear your thoughts day one, on carrie for well, sure okay yeah day one rewatched frankenstein one yep. of my favorites mm-hmm. uh we did all the universal monsters last year you can go listen to that um day two i watched Shaun of the dead never seen it before did you like it uh yeah it was fun, it was fun. i'm not a big zombie fan but uh, i i liked it it was a nice change up of the formula yeah i liked it I it is, it is a yeah the it's old now but parody I love it. it was fun mm-hmm. yeah um carrie i had seen like in parts so before i'd seen the last 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. before uh probably a couple times um so first time seeing it as a whole it's very very bizarre isn't it like yeah. i guess De Palma's stuff always is mm-hmm. like you you think i, I always think back yeah there's a weird like um, he has a weird imagery like with you know you think of that scene where uh, you're watching Scarface lose his mind and it's like zooming in on his face mm-hmm. and changing color like there's a lot of that in this movie uh, amongst other like almost comical scenes so yeah so Carrie De Palma did Carrie but like one of his first gigs and one of my favorite films ever is called Fan with a Paradise and it's oh, just I did not know he did that <laughs> It is just, I mean, it is just... I remember the trailer playing when I when went we to went see and saw Suspiria. Suspiria. Yeah. I mean, it is just, like, that movie is just all of those kinds of scenes mixed with, like, this Phantom of the Opera kind of thing going on. Hmm. Um, I mean, every every other moment, there's, like, some crazy kind of strobe and effect. Or, yeah, and it's a musical. Huh. But it's not a musical in the sense, like, I'm going to break out in a song and give you exposition. It's bands performing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, day four, I rewatched uh, Ghostbusters, and I think this might be the first time I'm actually watching it as like a film lover, like mm-hmm. being the type of person who watches hundreds of movies a year, uh, and uh, it totally holds up, uh, and I appreciate it even more than I did when I was a teenager. How about that Ghostbusters two? I haven't rewatched it. I need to because I've seen that one barely, probably like once or twice. I need to rewatch ever. it too. If you want to do that this month, let me know. Sure, I, I like would it. love to do it. Awesome. I I love it. <laughs> um, day five, watched the movie that we're going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, day six, I watched House on Haunted Hill, the original. The original. That's a lot. Oh, the original. The Vincent Let's Price say, movie. The fucking remake is just CGI all over the fucking place. I, it's good. I, I read the whole plot. It, it the, sounded yeah, bad. Yeah, the remake is good, but it's just like, it's a it's a lot of CGI because it's like, what, like 2001? Maybe? Yeah, 1999, I it's think. It's like the cusp of like yeah, and CGI, they, and it's just like, but, oh, yeah, CGI everywhere. But it's not, it's not, it's a blend of CGI and practical. It, it I watched it two or three years ago. It holds up better than you think. It's not bad. I mean, the fucking, what, first, like, ten minutes when the piano wire snaps? Yeah. And that, like, 
and fuck then, terrifies me as a fucking kid and as an adult still and the ending the ending in general with the yeah. house kind of going crazy and just actually yeah. holds up like pretty pretty well granted it's not a bad I, movie because it has it has pretty good actors in it like liam neeson's in it right no jeffrey no. rush yeah jeffrey rush, jeffrey rush liam neeson is in the haunting haunting that's right that's which right. that cgi does not hold up that's the movie I'm thinking of then. Okay. That's the oh. <laughs> This I was going to say like this movie was one. pretty practical. House like there's on like on a hill. Really? Yeah, Cuz most of the is, most yeah. of the bad reviews I read it was like saying like shoddy CGI. There's sh- there's shoddy CGI in the sense that like there's like random blood that kind of covers the walls in a few areas and that looks a little weird for the time, but it's not it never turns into a cartoon. Hmm. Yeah, my main. It seemed like the main like people like complaints of it were like it like completely goes off the rails compared to the original. Oh yeah, yeah, it's way different. But I loved it. Uh, the the Especially original. The um, it's my first time watching it. Um, but it uh, it felt like I could feel all the classic tropes that I've seen over the years, like starting there, mm-hmm. like with the murder mystery stuff. Um, Was that a William Castle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but it was actually creepy and spooky. Yeah. I liked it. Cool. Um, and then today, yep, I already talked about that one. Brandon, Jack Black. You got anything? Um. No, I mean, I mean, we rewatched some stuff. Uh, although I am really excited about this new thing Hulu started doing, which I just discovered today. The anthology. Yeah. It, yeah. Into darkness. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to watch. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna but watch I've it. I've heard about it. I'm gonna watch it tonight because it was the first thing that popped up my Hulu uh, home screen, and I was like, "No, I gotta watch Child's Play. I can't watch this." Yeah. But I watched the trailer at least, and like from what it says, it's gonna be pretty interesting. It's uh, it's an anthology. It's gonna be twelve movies, mm-hmm. one a month, one a month, all based around holidays that come out around that month. So like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's valentine's day so on and so forth they took the the horror movie holidays Ho- holidays and, and made it and expanded an entire fucking 12 13 hour thing because the first one is for halloween and it's called the body and it's about like this hitman who kills somebody from what i could tell at the trailer at a party mm-hmm. and everyone is convinced that his costume is like because he's covered in blood they think that's his costume and he has to like get this body out of there and i don't know it looks fucking cool have you seen the evil dead tv show ash versus evil dead ash or, versus evil yeah dead. have you seen that yeah. okay you know the guy from the first one his like pablo. friend pablo he's in he's in the first movie of this oh. yeah he has a, from what it looks like he has a pretty significant role ray sanchez yeah uh so no i haven't really haven't watched much okay holidays though look into it yeah, I, that's I a was cool confused because I was thinking of that. Uh, I'm pretty that breakfast egg anthology, egg breakfast s- series no anthology series, Hollandaise. Oh yeah, yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that Holidays is on Netflix though. It is. It's if good. If you want to watch it, it's I, really good. Yeah, the Easter Bunny. Fucking hell. I like the Christmas one with Seth Green. Yeah, that was that was, the that was probably my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Ever, did you have anything else? Nope. Okay, I got a couple. Well, I have more than a couple, but I got a couple I'm just going to plow through real quick. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. 
Ooh, good one. Good one. It was so much fun. Like I, I kind of, I the, I've never, I haven't watched it as an adult. Oh yeah. And uh, I realized that I'd probably only seen bits and pieces of the movie, but I remember not liking it. And mm-hmm. I sat down and watched, and I watched it. And I was like, "Wow, that was fucking. That was a lot of fun. Like it yeah. was just, it just keeps getting weirder. And weirder. <laughs> it really is oh. so weirder. I mean, it's so f- sad because you don't see like uh, action blockbusters these days are that bizarre. No, yeah. nobody takes a chance anymore. It's like, great. Really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really, really liked it. Uh, then I watched a movie called Tonight She Comes, uh, which sounds like a porn, but it's not. Fuck. Um, <laughs> It is, it is about, it's kind of, it's not the best movie by any stretch. Uh, the score's beautiful and, uh, and that's the prime reason I watched it, but it's like these people go out and, uh, they're at a, they're just kind of partying and the, one of the friends has gone missing that they're supposed to meet up with. And all of a sudden that friend, um, comes out of the comes out of the lake and she's like totally nude. So the entire time, but she's possessed by a demon, right? Mm-hmm. And come to find out it's, it's, it's really weird. Let's just say it's really weird, but it sets it up. Like it's going to be like a Hills have eyes kind of movie, like where there's people living in the woods and they're about to attack them. And then it turns into this other demon, um, super, super feminist kind of film. It's really, it's got a good message. Um, so I watched that. That was all right. And then I watched The Eyes of My Mother, which is a 2016 black and white film. And it is all about loneliness. And if you are in a bad place, <laughs> not go. Like, Fuck. this This is like whenever you sat down and you turned on My Life as a Zucchini. <laughs> that is The Eyes of My Mother. Just don't do not do it. It's a beautiful movie. but uh, And I liked it. I, it's not a perfect movie. It has its problems, pacing and stuff like that. It has a little bit of issues with that. It's a real slow burn and you have to go sometimes you have to take a few leaps of faith with it to to enjoy it so it's not it's not bad it's not bad and then i watched won't you be my neighbor oh yeah it was go. so good right? oh man like and i the moment at the end where it's like take a minute and think about you know what i mean uh-huh. i was like this is where everett and everybody else is crying <laughs> well what? everett was crying through the whole thing were you <laughs> yeah I, I started crying during the first like m- two minutes of the movie when i heard the theme because it was like the first time i was hearing it since i was like 10 yeah and that was a weird feeling it was right. it was good it was so beautiful um yeah. did you hear they're making a biopic yeah with, with tom hanks tom hanks yeah Oh, America's cool. sweetheart. So that and uh, and then I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two and Four, which we'll talk about when we get there. I did that as research for this, and I also watched Chris of Chucky, which I cannot wait to talk to you guys about when we get there later. Mm-hmm. So, all right, and then we watched Child's Play. Child's Play. Yeah. Now, what is everybody's experience with Child's Play? Uh, I have to actually seen this one a bit. It, we're gonna do all these. This I forget. This is our first episode of the month. Mm-hmm. I, it was just it. We're on the seventh day of the month already. So that's it's, all right. We it's just hard to, it's hard to remember that this is the first episode. Let's do another one in. But two yeah, days. we're doing the '80s icons. Um, and out of all the ones we're doing, we're um, um, Child's Play, Chucky, um, and the First Nightmare are the only two I've seen. Okay. Okay. Um, Child's Play, though, I had actually, the first time I saw it was probably when I was 12 or so. 
I remember being over at a uh, my dad's best friend's house, and it was on TV, and so we were all watching it. Um, and then watching it again, probably for the first time when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and watched it all the way through. Uh, liked it. Watched it again probably in the last five years and loved it. And so it's honestly one of my probably top 15 horror movies. I mean, it's a really good uh, crossover movie from like the horror genre and uh, I guess crime genre. Uh, Yeah, what I wrote down was I'm not a huge fan of horror movies, but I am a fan of supernatural crime thrillers. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. That's what it is. I mean, that's how it starts out. I mean, it starts out in a fucking, like, chase, a gunfight chase. So, I mean, that pretty much sets up the entire tone of the movie. I mean, the first five minutes, you get a a nice gun chase through downtown Chicago into a guy chanting satanic rituals over a doll while he's bloody. Right. What's your experience with this one? uh, The first time I saw it, I'll be honest, I was probably about 20 years old. Probably about five years ago. It was mm-hmm. the first time I saw it. Uh, I've seen like the re- like not the remix, but the sequels and everything after that. Like as a kid, but never sat down and watched the first one. And huh. I I liked it. I feel like and that's a awesome. common thing because I feel like because I remember being in Branson with my family when I was really young, and uh, we were flipping through the channels, and for some reason, one of them, maybe my parents, landed on one of the sequels. I'm assuming Bride. Of Chucky, probably that would because if it, it had uh, Tiffany, yeah, if it, uh, yeah, that yeah was it for sure did. One, and so, yeah. I just remember that being on TV, and mm-hmm. uh, so I was, that that sticks out to me okay. in, in my childhood. Not even Child's Play, Chucky yeah. is. I mean, those that guy, ones, he's got the stitches on his face. Yeah, yeah. That's I the mean, Chucky, I remember from my childhood. Yeah, right. me too. I mean, those ones I feel like gained more traction because they were Paramount released. No, they were Universal. Oh, yeah, Universal release, which the first one was not though. The first M- one was no, the first one was United Artists and MGM. MGM, yeah. Um, so my first experience, I realized ever that I had actually not seen this movie in full until oh. we sat down and watched it. I had never seen that opening. About usually where I clicked in was right after Eddie's death. For some reason, mm. I had fr- I have a friend named Mike who's really into these films, and. Uh, We'd always end up watching my first experience with Chucky is being homesick and it was like a back to school marathon on USA and they were showing Child's Play 2 and there's a scene where he comes walking out of a closet with a ruler and he's <laughs> super fucking angry and I was like that like I sat there and I watched finished the rest of the film I didn't understand what all was going on but I watched it, it was good um, and then the only one I'd seen in full was part 3 which is not very good uh, and I've seen bits of Bride, um, and yeah, so like this is my first time actually watching all the way through. So yeah. it's uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I didn't do a. I did some some interesting di- some some digging some digging about Ch- Chucky in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, like online. Yeah, about just. Uh, online listening to podcasts and stuff like that with different interviews and this whole thing like Chucky comes from a real a real thing 
So uh, it's called have, it's the real doll is called Robert. It was given to a boy named Jean way back um, in the, about the 1800s, somewhere roughly in there. The boy, like he he went by Jean, but his first name was Robert, and since he didn't use his first name, that's what he gave it to the doll. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is, is Jean became so obsessed with this doll, the family started to treat it as a person. They gave it a place at the table even the fuck <laughs> right um so gene gene would talk with the doll and the family like he the doll would talk back and it would be a really deep voice something they thought the boy possibly like couldn't possibly produce yeah um other times things would get moved or the doll would show up in random rooms it was uh it was really 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 strange and they locked the doll away in the attic because somehow somehow or another it about killed his mom or she was convinced that it about killed his mom and after locking it in the attic they could hear him like if guests came over he would come alive supposedly you could hear him stomping around in the attic you could hear like screams and stuff but as soon as like the guests would leave nothing um and so how did how did this all happen? It wasn't revealed how this could even be until the mother was about dead. She was like pretty much on her deathbed or headed that way. The deal was is this family was plant a plantation owner, right? Or they owned a plantation and they owned slaves and they were all pretty cruel to those slaves. Supposedly the mom walked in one day and the slaves were practicing black magic, some kind of black evil magic. And they had an item from each of the family members, right? The item they had of the boys was Robert. What the fuck? Right? And uh, she eventually, f- she fired all the slaves and returned the belongings, but never told anybody of it. They just, she just fired them got rid of them and got new ones and that was that was that so years later uh after the mother reveals this and she's passed the father passed as well gene inherited the family home and one day got curious and decided to dig out robert see if he was even still in the attic and older gene became obsessed with robert he started falling into these schizophrenic episodes uh that would often turn violent and the weirdest thing is, is that in his mind, he would see the doll come in and do all these things. He'd be like, like he would go to his wife, like nothing happened. Like, oh my God, did you see what, did you see what Robert did? And yeah, just completely, completely losing his mind. Um, so eventually one day the boy, the gene died and Robert was put back into the attic and the house was sold by the wife. Well, when it was bought, a little girl found Robert in the attic. And the weird voice and other odd things began to happen all over again. And after a particularly violent episode, the family got rid of the doll, and it was given to a local museum where he's kept in the basement in a glass case still to this day. No one knows for sure if Robert uh, was actually truly possessed. They've had a bunch of people come in and test him, like the war... People like the Warren and things like that. Yeah. 
and they've had conflicting opinions, yes and no. But uh, regardless, like it's this was the influence. This is what Don Mancini heard about that brought him to Child's Play. That's fucking creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> I mean, creepy a lo- like shit. it could be. Here's the thing: like the doll could be a scapegoat for mental illness for both the girl and the man. Yeah, but just the but, odds of that, though. Yeah, are yeah. very fucking slim, and especially the family too. Like the second family, the second family. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just oh, yeah. Dolls are fucking creepy. I mean, some of these movies we're gonna watch have no real, like. Friday the 13th has no real basis for where it comes from. Yeah. But like but, but Nightmare and Halloween have like a real basis, yeah. like a real influence. And Tom Holland who directed Child's Play was would be asked like is you know did Robert the Doll inspire this da 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 he's like oh no it didn't inspire me but the thing is Don is uh, Tom Holland only did a rewrite on the script. Yeah, he didn't actually write the original yeah. script. Yeah, Don Mancini did. And he wrote it whenever he was in UCLA. He set out to write a film that was all about, like a dark satire, all about children's marketing. Right. That's how this That's how this film was born. Um, it was originally going to be called Blood Buddy. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was, is like, the re- or interesting thing is that it was a doll and like, it was never the thing that was killing people was actually a projection, an inner projection of Andy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was doing doing the killing for for Andy, Andy yeah. the people who he was mad at. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um But when Tom Holland got a hold of it, he rewrote it and the initial name for the script wasn't actually it was wasn't blood but it was batteries not included and there was like hey steven spielberg's kind of making a movie like that we got to right. change the name and then yeah. blood buddy and then it's like blood buddy's not gonna sell a lot of tickets at the box office because that doesn't sound right <laughs> so then they they eventually found child's play um i think that's a good name though child's play it is like that's yeah. the thing like you hear child's play and it's a phrase it's such a i don't know it's a phrase it's a common phrase but you wouldn't think anything of it unless you know these movies and it kind of adds like there's an eeriness about it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I mean, who would think that, um, I don't know who would think of like a, like a horror film about inanimate objects would really even get to people, but you would be surprised how many people are terrified of Chucky. Like for mm-hmm. instance, here's a weird fact. Britney Spears has a like almost, um, incapacitating fear of, Chucky Fuck. has always had for like all of her life. And they tried to get her to do a bit part in seed of Chucky. Right. Oh, no. But she was like, no way because, and because <laughs> she had such a fear. And so they got an impersonator. I remember that. And they I had to put fucking scene where she like flips she's him off. driving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie and all the trailers. Britney Spears does not actually star in this film because it looked just it looked fucking just like fucking her. Like her. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that from the just the trailer. Like I never saw the. Movie I mean, I'd say uh, out of all the ones we're going over, I think he might be the scariest to me. I guess Freddie might be slightly scarier to me because he has the sharp claws and he can come into your dreams. But I think it's because he's so small and can like 
hide mm-hmm. easier than all the others. You can just appear out from underneath your couch. Like we have the scene where in this movie where uh, Karen drops him and he <laughs> falls underneath the couch. And I was the whole time like, me and Matt, like, what are you doing? That's Flip the worst. That motherfucker. Flip the couch over. Yeah. Don't like slowly creep down to it. Yeah. No, no bad, I, bad idea. Bad idea. Nah, I'm not scared of him. I'd fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess really he's light. You just toss him. <laughs> I'd like fucking a- throw him. But he yards. runs fa- he runs pretty fast for the little guy. He runs fast, but he's got to come towards me. This, he wants to kill me. Yeah. This, <laughs> this movie is really the mom's movie. It uh, is. Yeah. But originally it wasn't so. Uh, and the mom the mom was more of a prop. She was the head of marketing for this good right. guy doll. Yeah. That makes sense. It, I mean, making it entire like extremely personal. But if you want to make the movie like which know, is uh, profitable she... or like gauge it towards mainstream Mm-hmm. You got to make the mom the main character. At the end of the day, she's like, "Oh, I just want to get this doll for my kid." And now the doll, now the the son's like, fucking scared as shit of the doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, she up to the mom at the end to try to prove the kid's innocence. Yeah, I mean, the mom was the hardest role to actually cast. Believe it or not, really, they found Andy wow. pr- like so. When Tom Holland came in to do this, he immediately thought of Brad Dourif, who was shooting some some like bit part in Florida. Right. Um, immediately thought of him for Charles Lee Ray, whose name comes from Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald. And I forget the other fucking guy. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Ah, (laughs) I wrote it down. Uh, James Earl Ray. There we go. Um, but so she was the hardest one to cast. Uh, he knew he wanted Chris Sarandon as well for detective Mike Norris. Mm -hmm. Cause he he had used him for fright night. Fright night. Yeah. And Chris Sarandon here is amazing and doesn't sound like Chris Sarandon. He's got, but he has an accent, but he pops in and out of it. Uh, yeah. And I'm not sure if it's like, it's got to be somehow to, something to do with the order they film the scenes in because they did not film it linear at all. Like, right. They no. shot it in Chicago, but like some parts he sounds like a different character. Mm-hmm. But I, but I liked it. I, I really liked his performance. Uh, it was all during like they are actually in Chicago. They did it all guerrilla, like right. middle of the night. They're like, we, 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 oh, we yeah. gotta, you guys gotta run down, shoot, act like you're shooting at each other, and like, Fuck. yeah, and all that Brett kind of Dariff thing. Talks about how he's like freezing while doing these scenes. Yeah, and they got the cops called on him. Like, yeah, shit. Yeah, it was Tom's idea to do that. Mm-hmm. They added that opening scene like later in to the production because he's like I want Chucky to have like a backstory I want him to be personal Mm -hmm. first pass through he was supposed to have the voice of a woman oh yeah right doesn't that say like they they had a two hour cut of this film and it's an it's a woman that did it and they were like no like they they showed it to they showed it to the studio executives and they're like he sounds he sounds. They said gay. Yeah, they, I think Don Mancini said I was, gay. I was trying to figure out how to how to put that, but yeah, he essentially Chucky sounded gay. Yeah, and like I mean, ah, I'm gonna kill you, and like you know no, that kind of like it sounded all wrong. Yeah, because I mean that fucking scene where she is holding him over the fireplace, and he's like, "You fucking yeah, you fucking bitch, you fucking slut!" Like that's that the only fucking voice. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's the funny. fucking voice. I would that's recommend like, that like flips that fucking switch to a hundred, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, this doll don't oh, fuck around. I would recommend grabbing the Blu-ray and watching the behind the scenes because there's a great scene where they uh, have them doing the rehearsals for that and Brad Dourif is on, on his, his knees. knees and he's doing that scene. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I mean, he doesn't quite have the like raspiness that he does later. In you the, fucking and that was, cunt! You fucking slut! And that was after they decided that they had to do... So Tom Holland was pro-rehearsal and actually brought everybody in to do rehearsals for about three weeks for three weeks of shooting and mm. to some of these actors they thought that was ridiculous and Brad Dourif of course just had a small part Right. but whenever they like when they did the, like later on they realized like oh shit we gotta we gotta have him voice Chucky so he had to find that voice and part of finding that voice was acting out those scenes on his fucking knees I don't blame him I mean shit that's what you gotta do yeah I was just it's crazy it's a fucking good voice like that's yeah it's a great voice and I'm glad they did that because not only that just I feel like Tom Holland must be like just great like visionary for this because it I can't imagine like enjoying the movie as much without like the personalized Chucky uh, with the background and without the voodoo. That just sounds kind of yeah. boring to me. Too, yeah, I, I, I too agree. Far-fetched and like, just... equa- I'd be questioning like, why is he alive? Yeah, yeah. yeah the voodoo is something that uh, that Tom Holland added in against Don Mancini's wishes, and mm-hmm. Don Mancini, like he is the godfather of this. He has stuck with this right. film series and has directed the most recent three entries. Yeah, him and the David Kirshner. David Kirshner have yeah, stuck with stuck it. with it. I mean, um, it was a good it. It was good additive to make it believable, the voodoo, and I think, understandable for sure. Yeah, and I think it like once again it adds in that it really switches up the film because it starts out with a shootout and then you get that dude he's like i'm gonna fucking die i'm gonna fucking kill you and he takes yeah. the fucking doll and just starts chanting voodoo over and you're like whoa shit is this yeah. like fucking <laughs> like what movie am i watching right now yeah it changes fast it's a fucking dirty it's harry cool. movie or is it a, like i don't know part of the reason we've never seen any of the deleted scenes of this film is because of the voice issue they that, didn't have yeah. him go back and do those deleted scenes. There's no point to. Exactly. Yeah. So but they don't want Chucky sense. to look. They they feel like they put Chucky in such a negative light. They've always kept him kept him back. Yeah. Um, they've occasionally shown them at some conventions, just just randomly. Um, but yeah, like Tom, Tom, for some reason had a major problem with Don Mancini. Like he would ban him from the set. He banned oh, him from shit. the editing room he would go out into the press and try and claim the story and script and story were all his original idea. Oh shit. Tom was a complete asshole in this time. And I like Tom. Tom wrote psycho two and psycho two. I rivals the original. It is just as good. It Mm. plays with your expectations. It's fantastic. And fright night's great. I love, but you don't take credit for something you didn't do. Yeah. That's not cool. Um, and funny enough, like whenever the film is being put together, and edited it into its final form after they'd gone back, you know, from the two-hour cut. It was being done by David Kirshner, and David was butting head with Tom and decided, like, okay, like, I've got to figure out how to how to handle Tom. So he would start doing editing sessions later and later where Tom wouldn't show up, and instead he'd be on the phone with Don, like, hey, what do you think we should do here? And the final version ends up 
having a lot more of the Don Mancini flavor than the Tom Holland flavor because Tom Holland wanted to turn this kind of into more of a more of into a, like a slapstick kind of comedy at points mm. like what he had going in Fright Night yeah that would have been I don't know I, that wouldn't have been good because that would have just turned the whole series into kind of nothing <laughs> yeah if it would have been slapstick comedy it wouldn't have gotten because I mean shit how many sequels has it had has it had like what like five six sequels it's six sequels. Yeah, six it's sequels. Number yeah, six. like that wouldn't have happened. I mean, it almost yeah. Like that's a whole other story that we'll go to. But like, it, people didn't like. People were mixed on this when it came out. But you know who fucking loved it? Roger Ebert of all people. Oh yeah, I I read the I went on Metacritic um, yeah. because what blew my mind is that um, if you go on to Rotten Tomatoes, it's like pretty low. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a, a sixty-four. 60- yeah, 64, uh, and even audiences um, have it at 60, oh, 67, 62. Okay. Which is granted higher than all of the others except for except the, for the two most recent new. two. Yeah. Uh, but uh, still, that kind of blew my mind. And so I went to Metacritic, which usually has all the original uh, reviews, and it's like a 50 something. And yeah. yeah, there was like on the main page, there was three positive reviews, and one was Roger Ebert. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like that's the last like person I like would... a ninety out of a hundred. Three out of yeah, three out of four star yeah. is what uh that's crazy is the article I found. Um yeah. But yeah, so we kick off into the movie, we get going, and we get this this opening scene, and whenever he starts chanting voodoo, like I'm not sure knowing what Chucky becomes and all this, I'm not sure how I would feel as a film goer. I'd be like, what the hell did I just get into? Yeah. Here? What the fuck? Like the voodoo, like this is the last thing I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and like, I never knew he chanted the whole, like I knew he would chant whenever he was trying to get into the boy's body. Right. Mm-hmm. So whenever he started doing it there, I was just kind of like, well, that's not what I expected. And the fact that he lays there and has yeah, time he's... to chant this long motherfucker where Mike is just, I mean, Mike is a row away, like could walk up, could do anything. He just sits there and listens. I mean, it literally looks like there's a hurricane coming in yeah. above him. So he's distracted. Yeah. I mean, I'll get, he's, he's distracted a little bit, but I like it. Yeah. I, 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 I have like a ton it. of fun with it's it. It's different, man. It's yeah. really different. Different in a good way. Or yeah, bad? no, it's different in a good way. Like, right. Nothing bad. Well, about you like it. the movie? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Okay, I, I wasn't. I couldn't tell if you were saying you enjoyed it or not. No, I did. Yeah, without a doubt. I really. Me and you've seen it before. Yes, one time before. Matt, I bet this was you like your first time going first through all the full way. through. Yeah, and I really liked it. Okay. I mean, it's a like I said, it's a good blend of movies. Do you like it more than Matt? What do I like it more than Matt? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> do you think I... that's true? Maybe. I mean, I get I if I had to give this like a uh, out of five stars, I give it a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give it. There's only one way to know for sure, though. Yeah. Who trivia. liked it more? Yeah. You got trivia. I got trivia. trivia. Let's do it. You can do the rest if you want, because I've never seen them. Well, besides Nightmare, maybe I'll take Nightmare and then you do the others. Sir. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but I got five questions for you guys. All right, let's do let's it. See who who is paying attention. Uh, question one: What did Andy? want a good guy doll to go with his uh tool set okay we, all right i, I forgot we uh, yeah, should, should do we just answer or do That's, we want a buzzer whatever. i don't care okay yeah just answer just, why not no you totally like i like i was like was it the tool set you got it yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, yeah a, a good guy tool chest to be exact tool but, chest yeah but tool i'm chest. gonna give it to you yeah. okay. you're close enough uh number two 
What did Andy have on his feet? He had boots. Uh, uh, try, he had he had he had uh, he had the whole fucking onesie, and it was good, good guy, guy shoes. good guy slippers. And on the soles, he had like uh, a hammer. I'm looking uh, for pretty specific, but uh, on the sole, yeah, just a- because it stood out to me so much, and I like I can't get it out of my head. But it was good guy PJ sneakers. PJ oh. sneakers. Yeah, I was like slippers. <laughs> like like I knew what I knew. What a bizarre thing to say. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's part PJ of the marketing. Sneakers. It's part of this whole thing. <laughs> right. That was crazy PJ, in this movie. You PJ got the sneakers. you got the TV show and. In the TV show alone, you see like the cartoon, yeah, and the actual see... doll, and the giant uh, like costume guy. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot. And then he's got the cereal. But it's, I tool, mean, this tool chest. This was, uh, this was the '80s. Like you think about, like, oh right, everything was. Yeah, like fucking Robocop had a yeah. had a cartoon, <laughs> and so did Toxic Avenger. Like everyone did anything you can market, do it. Yeah. For real. Uh, number three. What is one of the two symbols on Andy's day out coat? Fuck, I don't know. Fucking hammer? <laughs> Screwdriver. Uh, 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 uh. You're going Ooh, the wrong way, guys. I don't know. Going you don't remember that way? coat he was wearing? No, I don't. Was it a baseball hat and a bat? No. No. It's close. You're very close. Uh, one's a star and a football. Wow. I don't know why it was just looked very like cheesy in eighties to me. I was it like, did. hey, that's something I'm sure I might want to put day me out. In. <laughs> Fuck. And it had a matching uh, overalls underneath. Anyway, uh, uh, number four. Uh, I'm gonna say a quote, and you say the quote that follows. Do you remember what you said to me the the first night you met me? This is what uh, Karen says you. to Mike. <laughs> Uh, Karen to Mike Norris. Did your son kill the fucking babysitter? <laughs> um, oh, right. She's talking about police work and how um, loose ends. You can't. I don't know the exact quote, but I don't like loose ends. Yep, that's it. He doesn't like loose ends. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Matt. I don't know what score we're at, so <laughs> we'll say this one's for all the rubies. I don't like loose ends. Uh, number five. How many people? Does Chucky three in the movie? Three. Is that your final answer, yes. guys? Yeah, three. You're wrong. You're dead wrong. It's four. He kill. Wait a minute. Hold on. He kills. Bullshit. Eddie. He <laughs> kills John. Voodoo Daddy. Whatever the fuck. He kills. Oh no! I wrote Maggie. victim three twice. I seriously wrote victim three twice. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. It's well, he, four. Wait. He kills the doctor. He yep, kills Maggie, he kills the- Eddie, Voodoo Daddy, and Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four. Four. And I, I had it about, fucking right here. <laughs> I forgot about... uh. Could have cheated that whole time. Forgot about Voodoo Daddy. Too well, bad. I wrote three twice. Oh. Fuck! I, like, I wrote Victim 3 and Victim 3. Oh. Uh, damn it. Well, no, no one well. wins. I no guess one uh, wins. this one's for the house. Mm-hmm. So yes. I win. Yeah, the house wins. No, down. no. The house wins, not you. I, this is my house. No, the house, not not your house. Yeah, we, house. you live in a spook house. Uh, so <laughs> this is 2018, Matt. Watch your language. Hey, <sighs> hey, hey! So I re- Still called that the fair. I really liked uh, how Chucky's eyes match the like almost. The, I couldn't tell if it was Brad Dorf's real eyes or he had contacts in, but it was so fucking pretty and blue, but like weirdly so. No, yeah, he just has gorgeous eyes. It was good. It was. 
he had enchanting eyes. And as we got further, and when Andy, oh my God, let me tell you about Andy's breakfast of fucking diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> tries to feed his, his mother. <laughs> yeah. Die. yeah. Mom, mummy died. Die, like, mommy died. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. I don't remember what I was. I was just stressing out so hard. Me too. I was just like, that's like, like no. a heart attack. No. Oh, I think it was just, and uh, he was dragging, he was walking it along, and it was just and yeah, it was dripping it was just everywhere. Spilling, I'm like, this is spilling as everywhere. As a home owner, this is you just a nightmare. Fucker. He was unreasonably <laughs> spilling milk. Like milk does not work like that. It was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. When he poured the cereal, it's like what the shit. Just slaps the giant roll of butter on the oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's just... like I hope you want some toast with your butter. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she almost she fucking says that with her face. She's like. <laughs> yeah yeah the eat it later is uh i've heard that's that's a parent line like oh this looks great i'm gonna eat it later I'm and really that means like i'm gonna feed it to the dog or the trash can but nobody, i kept wondering nobody's gonna eat this i kept wondering where's Ch- whatever happened to chucky the animated series like what would that be like oh yeah it would be exactly that the good guy series they should release that no uh, yeah right like that would be interesting just do a like what 30th 35th anniversary release and release the fucking episode one yeah, yeah the just, episode just one, one. I've seen just, this one before just one episode one spoiled 50, brat one 15 minute episode with 15 minutes of uh good guy commercials no nope. so That's karen karen's a hard-working mom she's a single parent we don't know anything about dad um Nothing. which that plays a line a role later which is kind of interesting mm-hmm but we don't we don't know anything. She's hardworking. She really wants to give Andy all she can, so she visits the man I mean, in spoil the him. alley. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, she did give him clothes, and that kid, fucking asshole. Now, she takes but, care of the kid. Yeah, but so what's up with him? He because we talk about the breakfast. He's just sucking up because it's his birthday. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. just a little I, suck up. I'm hoping that if I give her this breakfast, that gift in the closet uh, will change into a good guy. Dog. Yeah, he, that big motherfucker. I mean, that was ridiculously big for some fucking clothes. I've been like, lady, this is bullshit. Yeah, he's, I would have been fucking. He's pissed. pouting about getting his new jeans. No. And then uh, when the TV shows on, clothes, though. when the TV shows on, he he walks in to go see it, and he's like, oh, I'd already seen this one before. Yeah, <laughs> walks walks back. Fucking prick. But, but she buys a doll from a man in an alleyway. Like, I don't know about you guys. Chicago, but boy. <laughs> I've been to Chicago, but I've never... And I've, I've been approached for you drugs. You haven't been to Chicago. I've been, to, I've been approached for drugs and things like that, but I've never had a man be like, hey, I got a really hot toy back here. Like, Have you not seen Jingle All the Way? I'm sure it happens. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it's make- the hottest toy of the season. Are you sure you don't want it? Fucking good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Goodbye, good guy from the good guy. From the bad guy. (laughs) So she gets it. And of course, like, the box is all dinged up or whatever, but she doesn't give a shit. She brings it home. And. Oh, he also does. Like, how the fuck does he get back in the box? Who puts him back in the box? What do you mean, puts him back in the box? He pulls him out, doesn't he? When he does the voodoo chant on him, he pulled him out of the box. Yeah. Who the fuck put him back in the box? I think Chucky crawled into a box. Ah, shit, that's fair. That's what I would have done. (laughs) He is alive. But the place was, like, blown up, though. Or the guy who stole it, he walked in. He's like, oh, shit. Stuck it in. Get in in there. Wipe the blood off the forehead. It could have been that, too. I mean, who fucking... Who knows? I actually expected that man to play a role in 
um, Charles Lee Ray's mythology. Hmm. Like, I expected yeah. him to kind of know him or something. But no. Just some fucking peddler. Yeah, just some random peddler. But she brings the doll home, and he tells he tells Andy he is his he was sent from heaven by his dad, and like oh yeah, that was kind of like that was that gave me chills. I was like, that's creepy. Like <laughs> very fucking creepy. I mean, the doll as soon as he noticed, as soon as he got in there, hey, this kid ain't got a dad. No. <laughs> but what works about this movie is that child like the doll, the MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. Like. He's a plot. He's a plot device because he's a time bomb. Mm-hmm. Like right. at any point, you don't know when he's gonna come alive and just murder something. And like I said, I watched Curse of Chucky, and that plays so heavy on you. Like it plays with your expectations in the whole movie. Just like this one. Like I didn't. I couldn't remember when he first came alive. Like we first mm-hmm. see him, I was just like, shit. Like. He's gonna murder you. He's gonna, ki- you know what I mean? Like he takes out the babysitter, but we don't, we don't, we don't see, see him it. do it. Yeah, we don't see it. But whenever later on, whenever she figures out he doesn't have batteries, that just oh. that tension, like oh, it just kind of, yeah. oh my, so scene. good. God, I was damn. like, yeah. Whenever they fell out, I was like, I don't remember this oh. at all. Like this is not good. Because I think I was watching when I was watching it today. I was like. All right, like when Rick got to that scene, she picks up the box. I was like, all right, either the box says batteries not included or like batteries fall out. I was like, I don't remember which one. Yeah. And then once it fucking happened, I was like, oh shit! I thought it <laughs> would have been. Done. I thought it would have been fun to say batteries not included since That's, that was the yeah. original title. For I think this. that would have been fucking cool. Like would've... if they would have said that batteries not included, and like, oh shit. Yeah. So that was like whenever she like flips him over and checks him, I was like, is he going to come alive now? And he doesn't. And finally she's like, I'm going to throw you into the fire. If you don't say something. I mean, no, his head did flip around. Yeah. He pulls a but fucking exorcist. Yeah, like, he, didn't, he didn't say anything like the actual Chucky voice, but, yeah. but when he does, uh, when he fuck. does, yeah. Like you fucking bitch. <laughs> Just going off. So, which uh, I gotta say, um, I think this was my first, uh, time seeing kevin yeager's work and uh I, really uh yeah and you've I, seen underworld though right yeah probably well after this because i probably saw this mm, five years ago or so for mm-hmm. the first time like as a, all the way through or so um and then have rewatched it a couple times since then and the first time i watched it i looked up who made him mm-hmm. saw his name uh, and went and followed him on Instagram. Yeah, he's uh, great. I follow I, him I, too. I, yeah, I love his stuff. Every uh, he just it blows my mind that all the different. I mean, they have so many different Chucky's in this too. Like, and watching him progress, go from like the actual doll to like the gross, like uh, humanistic version at mm-hmm. near the end, and then seeing him like burnt. Yep. It's a, it's amazing. He was fully... So Kevin Yeager, like you said, designed this guy. It was based on the My Buddy dolls of the 80s, and I don't know who the My Buddies dolls are. I've never I've never seen one. Um, it was a little bit before my time. But he built this guy over six... Like, the fully animatronic doll, the, ma- the hero doll, was done in about six months, um, all in his garage. By the time he was done, it took about... But depending on the scene, two to nine people to operate Chucky. Mm-hmm. And for some scenes, so here, okay, so for some scenes, and I started looking into this after we watched it, 
a human would play Chucky. Right. Uh, a oh, man, you can tell. Yeah, there's a man named Ed Gale uh, that would portray Chucky in some scenes, specifically where Chucky's uh, set on fire at the end, and the uh, when he drops into the fireplace, also when he drops from the chimney. Yeah, when he does that as well. Um, but the whole time, like lurking down the the hallway after Andy, right? And how this was done, it was a little bit of uh, so Ed was nearly a foot taller than Chucky, so it was forced perspective, and then they built the sets thirty percent right. bigger. Right. That's smart. Oh man, yeah. Um, and another thing is that, and I don't know, I forget his name, but there was this weird credit when you and I watched it. It said Walkabout Chucky. I was like, what the fuck is Walkabout Chucky? Well, Walkabout Chucky is the Chucky that crawls up the stairs um, outside the doctor's office. You remember that? Like, Andy looks out the window. He's like, he's coming to kill me. He's coming to kill me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's Walkabout Chucky. And he's actually portrayed by the actor who played Malachi in Children of the Corn. The original Children of the Corn, and oh. I'm gonna tell you his name. I always thought about uh, how that kid, like in the face, looked like Chucky. Well, you don't see his face. You don't see his face, yeah. but I mean, although looking at his face, though, he looks like Chucky. Does he? <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. He, his name is because I want to tell you is Courtney Gaines. Holy crap! It's that Courtney Gaines. Uh, Courtney Gaines, if you don't know him from... is related to Chris Gaines, Chris obviously. Gaines, you know. If you don't know him from... Famous man. If you don't know him from... Uh, from Children of the Corn, he played fucking... Uh, he was in The Burbs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, the, he was the boy that lived with the two older men. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Hans. Hans. <laughs> so, there's some... Some fun facts for you, um, but yeah, no, just and the way the way the little details is what makes Chucky work. Like whenever he's laying down, we see him the first night with Andy. He closes his eyes to sleep like a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like that was like oh that's like that's such a good detail that most people wouldn't think of. Be like just fuck, it's a fucking doll. You know what I mean? Right. <sighs> So so it's not, so it's good. It's not just a fucking doll. No, it's not. Um. So yeah, first victim is babysitter Maggie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sweet lady. But she gets hit with a hammer, and then she she's like, you know what? Like, I've just had it enough enough for today. And she throws herself out a window. Nope. Yeah. Nope. She nope. slippery floors, man. Oh, slip, about slippery floors. That's right, slippery floors. And she lands. She throws herself she out throws the window. Herself out, dude. Yeah. Like that was if common, you watch it, you really mistake. watch it. Like it looks like so, she barrel rolled through that fucking window. Yeah. That's a hard hammer hit uh, from a doll. Well, yeah, some, some of the stuff in this is funny. I remember uh, <laughs> watching this the first time. For some reason, the first time I watched this when I was a twelve or so, I remember specifically my dad laughing at the fact that this doll probably uh less than 10 pounds opens a range door yeah because <laughs> those things are heavy, heavy. and spring-loaded yeah. yeah um and then he uh <laughs> you mentioned he blows out the pilot light so he apparently has lungs yeah, yeah i was yeah. i was like you don't have lungs <laughs> can't do that what is going on here <laughs> we need a fact checked on this um 
Yeah. So my next my 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 next uh, little note here is playing hooky is murder because uh, 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 he goes and they murder Eddie. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, if this was a real '80s film. He would have gone into school and immediately ran into his uh, elementary school bullies who would have torn Chucky's arms and legs off yeah, <laughs> yeah. and thrown him in the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, but also, like, that's the expectation. Yeah. And he just walks out the front door, too. Andy walks out the front <laughs> door and goes to the most dangerous parts yep. of Chicago, and it's like, With kid, a fucking doll. <laughs> kid, you're going you're gonna to get raped, murdered, or a combination uh, this is bad. This is real, real, real bad. But they blow up Eddie's home, and that's the. We don't actually see Chucky alive yet. We still haven't seen him alive. No, you haven't. Yeah, just, yeah. But you hear his voice, hear and he's obviously voice. fucking with the dude. And the dude's got the gun from from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I didn't know, like, if you remember Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where he puts the bullets in and they're talking, like that big motherfucker. (laughs) That was that gun. That was was. Clint Eastwood over here. (laughs) It was that gun. (laughs) It looked like that gun. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Dude, you you showed up to the wrong movie. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, God damn it. Yeah. But... Eddie gets blown up and the police are like, why is this boy here? Because the, the boy is already a suspect because, because there were footprints somehow on the, on counter the countertop whenever and... Maggie goes out the window and it's like, Hmm. And of course, uh, Mike detective Mike has his suspicions. And this is like, this is more evidence that this kid is up to some, something nefarious. Yep. And in the eighties, they let you take police evidence home. Yeah, yeah. I was so. like, "What the hell? Why yeah. she? How would they just let her walk out with that thing? What yeah. the hell? Yeah, exactly. It was at the scene of both crimes. Not that they expected to have like a huge, like amount of detail. But still, to it, well, they but let her live in the be... crime scene. They were just like, "Well, I guess that's it. Well, oh, yeah. you know, I guess fuck it. Pack it up, boys. Let's go. Yeah. Board up that window. Let's get the hell out of here. Next crime is in twenty minutes. Yeah, and she just shows up with the bleach and like just like oh, gotta get rid of this. Yeah. But yeah, Who was so, the uh, third kill? Was it the voodoo doctor or was it the actual doctor? Is the voodoo. voodoo. Okay, that's why I thought. John Voodoo Daddy is what John, I wrote down. John Voodoo Daddy. But yeah, so we, she takes him home and that's whenever she, her, her gears start going and Chucky comes alive, bites her, and of course she goes back to the detective who's just like, you lost your fucking mind, Karen. You're a fucking mm-hmm. crazy bitch. Yeah, like I'm gonna... I'm afraid I'm gonna have to call men in white coats. He just was not having her shit at all. But of course, she didn't want to give up. That's my one complaint. I think is that I feel like in, this is the '80s, so it's earlier on with the trope. But it even showed up in uh, I was on uh, House on Haunted Hill was '58, and I it was used in that. But this trope of people dealing with supernatural or spooky things and then nobody believing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm so tired of it. Uh, oh, so you're that's just my crazy. Only. No, there's nothing going on. You're just, you're, you're, you're but I fucking mean, crazy. I mean, I understand. A, a doll coming alive is pretty far-fetched because everybody's seen Pinocchio and like, okay, lady, like, your life's not a movie or a, especially a Disney one. <laughs> like, you're not going to find a frog and kiss it and turn into a prince this is I a, guess my complaint, really a hard knock my complaint is more like, what is she thinking? 
Like, does she think she really has a chance of convincing him? Yeah, she's desperate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she obviously got she got beat. Okay, Chucky runs at her. And like Brandon was saying, Chucky runs at her. Like, lady, if you stuck your leg out and just kicked him in the face or put your hand on top of his head, <laughs> what's he going to do? Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, there's nothing a simple punt to the face can't fix with that doll. I mean, just, yeah. yeah. Just fucking go at it. Like the fucking scene wherever he's he's burnt to a goddamn crisp and he's we'll get, chasing we'll them. We'll get there. I we'll know. get there. We'll get there. I want to I really want to talk about that. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> but we got to get there. Uh but the next thing I we our next big scene is the car ride of doom. God damn it. That fucking car ride gave me anxiety. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Motherfucker, just good. either hop out or put your goddamn foot on the brake. That was the thing. Like turn why? the goddamn wheel. Why, why didn't he hop out? Did I miss something? No. No, he just... He, no. Uh, well, no, well, the first time when he pulls the... He, he throws the cable over him and he's strangling him. Right. Uh, I, I, Is that the brake cable? No, it was no, like, it it like a, a jumper, jumper cable. cable. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if he has his foot... He's trying to hit the brake, but he keeps hitting the gas. Okay, so what he oh does... Oh, my, come he, on. He fucking... He, uh, he like tears off the brake like actual pedal yeah the brake pedal does the come brake off pedal he actually like tears that off mm-hmm. and keeps his foot he keeps his hand on the gas chucky does yeah oh yeah chucky but does reach down and push so the then the why the fuck doesn't he just jump out he doesn't have his fucking seat belt and it's snowing or that part where they're in the tunnel mm-hmm. and he's like on the civilian side of the tunnel mm-hmm. turn the fucking wheel to the goddamn left or right and just hit the fucking wall yeah I mean, I don't know. It, it was just stressing me out. Then again, I've never been in a situation where I have a fucking doll yeah, trying to kill me in the back seat. Brain synapses are flying it, exactly. in all different directions. Yeah, so I, it's just that's just as a viewer, it's frustrating. But then again, in the situation, this I was, wouldn't fucking think about doing that shit. Yeah, this was the hardest and longest thing to shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. weeks and weeks. Yeah, it I took mean, it took almost the entirety of the three weeks to get this scene right. I loved it. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, he was talking about it in the behind the scenes of just re- he remembers a whole day spending just the shot of reaching mm-hmm. for the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that uh, yeah the and just getting it just right. Yeah, because Tom was really Tom was set that this this scene was what was going to make or break the movie. It's mm-hmm. a good and scene. I really liked it. I like the scene, but I do not. It does not make or break the. It's a highlight no, for sure. It definitely but, is not the fucking I, pinnacle of the movie no like, like your whatsoever. scene where chucky first comes alive that's is, the fucking that's the scene right there because i mean people remember like it sticks with you mm-hmm. so we learn obviously we learn about uh charles lee ray's voodoo past and all that and karen's on the verge of getting raped whenever She's uh, trying to figure out anything yeah. about this damn doll. Yeah. yeah. And the, the the peddler who's like, steal this, is about to be like, you don't have to steal it. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> it's just bad news, Karen. And Mike shows up and... No, he says, he's like, he's like, that's all you have to offer? That's not no, all you, you have got to, to offer. offer. You got a lot more to offer than that. And she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Mike we shows up. Who the fuck else wants some? Yeah, more yeah. more cop movie action right there when he waves his gun out. Who else wants some? Come on, come at me! Yeah, tell me what you fucking know. Not the doll. I don't know nothing about the doll. Yeah. Tell me what you know about the doll. That was that was good. It's such good cop shit. 
Uh, and during all this time, Andy goes missing. Like this is why I, why I say it's more about Karen than it is Andy here, because he spends an, a while in the asylum, and we don't With get the it. doctor. Yeah, you don't see you. Like, stuff's shit boring. That, really. Watching no. them like having counseling sessions. I feel and... like there there's probably some interesting stuff in there, and there's like like some of the missing bits. Like I feel like there was a scene where uh, Mike and Karen have a moment where he's kind of like he's kind of like okay, lady. I saw a talking doll and it tried to stab me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was a, like, come Jesus, okay, sorry, I was wrong mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. But there was there was none of that. No, yeah, he comes up and he's like, uh, last night after I heard what you said about loose ends, I went back to grab his file and I found out two things. And he says something about his, his nickname was Chucky and he used to hang out with this guy. Yeah. Uh, nothing Dugan. about him like <laughs> attacking me in my car. Yeah, this is yeah, anything not about stabbing shit. a knife through the seat. <laughs> not Detective, shit about a detective. Why do you have a new car? About a two foot doll coming and trying to fucking kill me. Yeah, he's just like that didn't happen. Yeah, what no. did he explain no. to his uh, chief when he got in with a destroyed car? Or or it, his fucking the like what was it his partner? And yeah. he was like, "Is there a fucking doll here? <laughs> you seen mm. the fucking doll?" He's <laughs> like, "Why do you care about the doll?" Yeah. He's like, "Nothing." Nothing, you wouldn't get it. Just walks yeah, that's away. True. It's like, all right. See, that's what he should have. That's what I was expecting her to say. I guess to, he just pretends it doesn't exist. Like, yeah, that that, that makes sense to me because nobody's he's gonna, gonna believe you. He thinks he's gonna speak it into belief, even though it already like fucking happened, or speak it into existence, even though it already happened. If he talks to anyone else about it, I guess. Well, they won't believe you. What's the point? Yeah, there's no point in arguing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, eventually, Chucky meets up with John. And there's this weird fucking Muriel in Charles Lee Ray's place with him mm-hmm. on his knees in front of this John guy, and he's just like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Um, and it's it made even weirder when, out of context, uh, Chucky's like, "I've got a date with a six-year-old boy." Yep. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine a woman saying that or like, nope. you know, like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> They'd be like, "Okay, listen." <laughs> This is pro pedophile. We gotta change. We these. gotta shut this shit down before they shut us down. <laughs> but we get the most cheesy line of the entire, in my opinion, the most cheesy line of the movie. It's I've got a date with the six year old boy, and it's like, and you've got a date with death. Yeah, <laughs> date no. with death. Yeah, I felt like that was the cheesiest line of the entire film. Yeah, a date I'm pretty with sure death. I can't. I'm going through the script in my mind right now. I'm trying to figure it out. A date with is. death is literally the cheesiest line in any movie you can use. You've got a date with death. And... You can even have fucking Thanos say that to me, and I'd say that's pretty fucking cheesy, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Grimace. You need to go back to the drawing Sorry. board. <laughs> Sorry. So Chucky goes after the boy after learning that he can get out by possessing the first person who saw him or knew that he was a doll which for some reason he chose he ended up that ended up being a Andy well I mean that is the easiest person to start yeah with a, a child rather than an adult for sure and Andy somehow escapes the mental institution well like he runs home from the mental institution I mean he doesn't really escape I mean he escapes but Chucky kind of helps well, Chucky helps because he kills starts, the doctor. Yeah, he starts shit up. I mean, but I don't think it was really a high, high, high security. Place. No, for sure it wasn't. Yeah. But he runs home in the snow and like, oh yeah, barely, that, yeah, that shit. Barely any clothes. We don't even know how far away that 
institution was sure. from his house. It surely enough it wasn't around the fucking block. So. No, no. It didn't seem like it. Yeah. But he gets home and of course Chucky the Chucky's fireplace. Oh man. Fuck, that seems that scene kind of fucking scared me. <laughs> the ending, the ending of this film is what I remember is what I remember the most. I remember the I remember the burnt Chucky. I remember him dropping down in the fireplace and like thinking like puppets don't work like that, but that's a like I'm looking at a doll dropping down like when I was younger I couldn't figure it out, you know, like I was like kind of wowed by that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a uh, two different. They had the the uh, uh, short person in the suit running around when he's on fire, and then when he's on the couch and then on the floor, it's a uh, a uh, separate doll. Like there's not uh, workers on it. It's mm-hmm. uh, self running, and so it's just flailing its arms and legs. Oh, while okay. On fire. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty tight. Oh man. Um. So the ending. So he starts the chant on Andy. Andy doesn't. Andy puts up a fight, gets hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat. Uh, I would be like, well, Chucky, if you're going to have to live in there, I think you just gave it brain damage. But whatever. Uh, starts it, and of course, uh, Detective Mike and the mom show up. Thank God. Stop it. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Stop it. And like, whenever that doll gets shot, it goes flying. Yeah. Those were That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That that was realistic too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's about how like a doll said, would it's act. A like fucking ten pound doll. Yeah, meeting a goddamn bullet. I Unless it's Karen who's shooting, because she hits him like. Hey, <laughs> no, that's like, burnt Chucky. That's like, different. That's uh, oh, okay. that's that's demonic at that point. <laughs> yeah, um, but he takes out Detective Mike. So he's like, Mike is a grown adult who's had police training and either he flunked out and they were just like so desperate. They're like, just, they were so desperate or it was a pity case. They're like, you oh, know, just, just put a badge on him or something Fuck like it, that. No one's going to Because call it. the doll takes him out twice. Rather, and rather and quick. quickly. <laughs> like, quick. Rather quickly. Super quick. Yeah. I just remember the, f- I mean, he, he beat his, he gets slices, it slashes his leg. Yeah. With a knife. And then he hits him with a bat? Hits him with a bat. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember the bat time. I don't remember it happening. I just remember, like, what the position. The knife, I remember, because he, like, came out from behind him. Yeah. And he's on the ground, and then he hits him again. Yeah. Uh, Which he woke right the fuck up whenever... Uh, it was a tiny little bats, so it's a short nap. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not a real wood bat. I Well, I don't know. It's the 80s. It could be a real wood Who bat. Who fucking knows? I mean, yeah. that hammer took that fucking... The girl in the beginning. I mean, that was a tiny-ass hammer. I would hope it was a real hammer, at least. For real. So, remind me, how does he get kicked into the fireplace? Um, I think Andy does it. Well, Andy, Andy lights the match. Yeah. Maybe she does it. She must do it. Maybe know. she throws him... Yeah, I think she throws him in and then close puts the gate up. And she's holding the gate and she's like, Andy, help me. Yeah, Andy she's reaching. She match. grabs a log to like wedge mm. it. And throws. Andy's just standing there like, <sighs> I mean, it's like the dude has tried to kill you. You were trying to take him out earlier and you just want to sit and watch. 
But my dad sent him. (laughs) (laughs) He's still convinced by that. That's all. That's always. My dad sent him though, so he must be doing good. And we get the. This is the end, Chucky. Mm -hmm. But Andy, I'm your friend to the end. This This is is the end. This is the end, friend. Yeah. Yeah, and sets him on fire, and that that gets brutal. Like that kind of bothered me because it goes on just a little too long. Like it didn't bother me in the sense like it's a bad it's a bad film or anything like that. This kid is watching a sentient being <laughs> being burned burned alive. to death. It's the <laughs> it's the burnt to death with Brad Dorif's like very realistic portrayal of it. It was just like holy fuck. Like yeah, he talked about losing his voice during ADR. Does yeah? Because he's uh, I mean because most of the time he's screaming. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Screaming and yelling. I was just like, oh my god! Like this is this is not. Uh, it bothered me, but whenever he comes back and he is in the hallway with the knife mm-hmm. and he is lurk like lurching over Andy and just one step, then the next step, yeah. That's my- that, that is beautiful and that is so good. I don't like it because uh, it feels, I think the head is too big on him. Uh, so it doesn't match the animatronic version enough for me. And so uh, that's my only complaint. Oh, as I, it, for, for me, it's like, because they have these three different, they have the dolls, they have the animatronic, they have a cable run uh, version. Right, which is whenever he was running around the house. Right. right. Uh, and then, or, or when he's in the window seal mm-hmm. at John's. Um, and then they have the short person, and the short person is the only one that stands out to me as different. I see. He stood out to me as different when he's lurking over Andy, but I liked it because it looked like, uh, like almost like David and Goliath. Even though the boy's really bigger, mm-hmm. it yeah. looked like the doll was like. It gave that illusion. It gave. It, he just looked pumped up and like super evil, demonic. Demonic. I I, I really really love that. Just that. That's shot. why those gunshots mm-hmm. didn't fucking do shit. And when he starts talking as the burnt version, it's just. It's creepy because oh, yeah. he can hear Looks like so it's like creepy. It's like agony. The, the like it's melted like, plastic on his face. You kind of have like a Looks Terminator great. thing kind of going yeah. on. Oh, it's good. It's it's good. Also, that movie came out like the year after the Terminator. No, a few years. A few years after. Nineteen eighty-four. Uh, okay, that's right. So Oof. with uh with Chucky, like they're like like does Andy come in and say he's back or whatever? Or no, they start, they realize he's back. They're trying to keep him out of the room. Trying yeah, to keep him out of the room. Yeah, trying and to the keep mom him has to like yeah, she, hold and the he, doors and she gets like stabbed at one point. She gets stabbed and it's like, Karen, move your fucking move your head, head away from <laughs> yeah. the fucking yeah. door that's got a knife coming through. <laughs> if you just move it like maybe four inches, like you're just fine. Just hold your fucking head back and just Put your this. feet against the bottom side you of the just, door, not the thin part. You just oh, like that, man. You idiot. You idiot. This is why you work the jewelry counter. You dipshit! <laughs> well, apparently that's the that's the hard section to do. Because uh, Maggie's yeah. not allowed to work it. Well, and if that's the hard way. section, I feel, what the fuck is going on in the rest of that department store for one, hey, and who is the, running it? If the mom didn't work that night, she'd be the one who's fucking dead. Maybe they have all the jewelry Maybe. Uh, Maybe. workers, like, extra insured. I don't know. Because it's expensive stuff they're working with. Fuck it, who knows? It's just it's fucking bullshit. It's all, it's all politics, man, at the end of the day. So he gets blown. He gets blown away a few different times, and three the, times, three times, and the partner. Actually, no. 
Yeah, we have five. We well, we have the moment where like the bad guy comes back not once but twice mm-hmm. because <laughs> through the air duct. We think he's done the first time when he's after he's set on fire, but then he's back, and then we think he's done the second time yeah, after Karen shoots him through the heart. Comes right? back and attacks the guys. Sh- he comes no, back. She doesn't shoot him through the heart. How does uh, he go down? They, the same they, time? They, it's just because all his limbs are missing. No, and she shoots him in the chest. Well, when he's on the ground, it. she gets on top of him and she fucking shoots him. Uh, I think when it was the a head shoulder is shot. Well, it's either either regardless, she got on top of him and shot him. Is it just the body that comes through the vent? Yeah, yeah. The well, head... he, he's got yeah, he's got one arm and one leg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you think it's over finally because you see the blood like come out of him, you know, because they tell you his heart's human, his heart's becoming human, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I didn't realize that dolls came with hearts. But hey, whatever. Whatever. Uh, he's forming a heart. He's for, maybe he's forming a heart. Uh, so you see the blood, and it's like, oh, they got him. Like that's it. And then of course the partner is like, kind of, kind of a shit. You know, he's, he's kind of comes in. He's kind of like cocky. He's and, dumb. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, dude, like I was just waiting. I was like, you need to go. You yeah. need to die. Yeah. Because. But there's a good thing. Like Karen's like, who's going to believe me? And Mike's like, well, I believe you, but who's going to believe me? And then the partner shows up and is like, well, there's this guy, so we'll see what happens. And the doll comes through the vent, grabs him, and she's like, kill him, kill him. Yeah. And when it, Brad Dorf starts Choke to yell, out, kill him. Yeah, starts screaming that. It's just like, I don't know. Like Brad Dorf mad just scares the hell out of me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, me too. Also, in that scene, uh, I can't. I can't recall. Was the head on the floor? Was its mouth moving? Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, supposedly. That's fucking cool. And then, of course, they pull the body through, and is it another shotgun blast? No, uh, it's the it's uh Mike shoots him through the heart. Finally. Oh, Mike! Mike's the one who gets him through, and that's when the blood comes out. It's mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, in the hallway, takes... she takes an arm off, a leg off, and then the head. Yeah, and so she's like, "Oh, I killed him," even though. John told her to her face, you have to get him in the heart. Yeah. yeah. In the, the longest. The heart, Osborne. The heart, Osborne. The yeah, heart. that's it. Yeah, you even said that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And so Mike takes him out, kills Chucky. Um, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. Because, yeah. yeah, then she said. Because uh, it just he, ends with He the says, kid. you believe me now? And his partner's like, Yeah. But who's gonna believe me? And yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Well, you've got a doll that has a human heart in it, so is that someone's got to proof? believe you?" <laughs> and then, right. well, it ends with uh, Andy shutting the door. Shutting the door. So let's talk about the legacy of Child's Play. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got seven. We got six more movies, and Child's Play two. Um, they actually had two scripts written simultaneously, and Don Mancini's was chosen chosen out of it. Um, I can't figure out or find what that other script did, really, but his script is interesting. It starts out, and the toy company, who's, of course, gotten a lot of bad press over this, has taken Chucky's body, and they've broken it down to the metal skeleton that apparently exists in all these dolls. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to remake him. Yeah. And show you there's nothing evil about him or nothing weird. Da, 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 da. So they break it down to the skeleton, they remold him, and that's how he comes back second time around. What? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, to like prove good guys. Are they good. to prove to prove that the doll wasn't to prove that everybody's lying and this doll was not oh. even human. Andy goes into foster care. The mom is thrown into psych ward. Yeah. Along and uh, I think Mike loses Mike loses his job at the at the department. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't see them in the movie. You like, only see Andy. You only see Andy. This the second film feels like Andy's actual film. And it really is Andy versus Chucky, and he's got a new he's got a he's got a whole step family that doesn't quite know what to do with him. The movie kind of kind of winks at the audience a few times. Like there's a scene where Chucky is uh, burying the other good guy doll that exists in the house, and it's he's kind of laughing maniacally, and there's all this lightning and stuff. I mean, it knows what it's <laughs> doing, you know what I mean? Um, but it was released two years later. It would have actually come out uh, in 1989, a year later, uh, but UA was entering into a deal with uh, with an Australian company called Quintex that was buying them, and they stopped production on Child's Play 2 because they did not want to get into the horror business. New Line, Paramount, WB, and Disney all attempted to buy Child's Play 2 from David Kirshner, but he, he opted to just produce it independently and got a distribution deal through Universal. Uh, and Child's Play 2 was going to was originally supposed to open with a scene of Andy's mom in the courtroom getting uh, learning that she was going to be uh, incarcerated right or committed rather but due to budget they scrapped that and I guess I guess I guess um, the actress I forget her name uh she wanted a little bit too much money to come back even, but Kevin Yeager came back and they married. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. Karen is married to Kevin Yeager. Oh, right. nice. Yeah. So, uh, comes out two years later, 1999 and it's, it's a big success. I mean, child's play one made nearly $50 million on $9 million. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, child's play three comes out. Don Mancini is back again doing the script and with Child's Play 3, it was going to feature multiple Chuckies uh, initially. They scrapped that just due to budget. The idea was later used for Cult of Chucky. It's released one year after Child's Play 2 does not do well. And here's the thing about Child's Play 3. It is set on a fucking army base. And there is a doll running around killing people. Killing grown people. Yeah. Killing soldiers. Hmm. I just want you to think about that for a minute. Like that doesn't, that does, like that was the so that's the first one that I saw all the way through, and I was just like, this is doesn't make any. Just fucking grab a like there are weapons. Grab that fucking assault rifle and kill him. Yeah, Obliterate him. Chucky, the perfect being. Oh my god. He's the perfect weapon. <laughs> it doesn't even end with him getting blown up or anything. He gets chopped up by a goddamn You're telling fan. Me they don't call in a nuke strike for this motherfucker? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to call in a nuke. He's killing our boys. Yeah. So they he gets cut up by a fan. And Andy's played by a different actor. The same actor returned for part two. But there's a time jump between Child's Play 2 and Child's Play 3. Even though they were released a year later there's an eight year time jump oh jesus so andy's a teenager now um so now we have an actual eight year realistic time jump between part three and bride of chucky don mancini returns ronnie Yu is hired to direct ronnie Yu would go on to direct freddy versus jason 
And the first rule was there's no more Andy. They renamed it Bride of Chucky and not Child's Play because they wanted to make Chucky the focal point. Yeah, they want to step away. That makes sense. Yeah. And interesting fact is Bride was the first Child's Play film to ever be released in the UK. Wow. They did not allow the others because they believed that it, uh, because of the violence on children. (laughs) Fuck. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Bride, funny enough, was going to also have a tie-in album of love songs that were going to be sung by Brad Dourif as Chucky. (laughs) Can you imagine that? No. There actually exists recordings of two songs out there. Oh, I need them. Yeah. No, you don't. Yes, I do. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Yes, I do. So Bride of Chucky was a real hit. It did really well, but they took their time to make a second one, or another one, and that was Seed of Chucky. And Don Mancini not only writes, but he directs. Hmm. And in this film... Chucky has a kid. His kid looks creepy as fuck. Glenn dude. or Glinda, depending God. on which one, which time of day. It's an interesting film. It's it's considered the worst. <laughs> For the most part, people like... Uh, well, I'll tell you whenever we get through it. But it's considered the worst. Uh, and it's the last theatrical release. It was released six years later in 2004. And then we roll around to... Curse of Chucky. And let me tell you, Curse of Chucky is Chucky in a haunted house. And your character... Okay, your mean your main character is a girl named Nika, who is the daughter of Brad Dourif. And she's disabled. She's in a wheelchair. Yeah. It's a really... Oh, man. Like, have you seen this film, Brandon? No, I've only seen the, like, DVD art. And it's the girl in the wheelchair, like, holding Chucky. Yeah. So I, I know, like, the backstory of it. So released nine years later, and everybody told the press that this, because Chucky looks different, they told everybody this was a remake. I remember that. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, it's a no, it's a remake movie. It's a it's remake. Not. And Brad, they were like, oh yeah, and then we got Brad to do the voice, but it's a total remake and da da da. And the trailers portrayed as a remake. Everything portrays it as a remake. You get an hour and ten minutes in in this film. And there is a super creepy scene where this this woman is, she's finally figured out that she thinks something's off with the doll and she takes a close look at him and she starts peeling away part of his skin. And it's like the scars. She starts finding the, the stitching mm-hmm. and then the part, like part of its face just completely rips off and it is the original Chucky. And it is like, can you, can you imagine how the hell did they pull that off in 2013? Yeah, for real, that's pretty fucking tough to do. Yeah, um, a lot of people really like this film, as you've seen on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And fun fact is, they brought Andy back right at the very, very end. And then that moves to the next one, which is Cult of Chucky. It's the final Chucky film we have out right now. Don Mancini writes and directs as well. Andy's back. Tiffany is back. Andy's stepsister from Part Two even comes back through it was released two four years later in 2017 and it uses the idea of multiple chucky's where chucky is kind of a hive mind yeah um i've not i've not seen it um but it sounds the yeah, concept sounds interesting and people I really, really want to watch that people like it so the hardcore child's play fans and i saw people debating this recently but it seems to go child's play is the best 
and then you have curse, and then you have cult, and then you have bride, and then you have two, then you have three, and then you have seed. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, I liked Curse of Chucky more than I did the original Giants Play film. Interesting. It's I'll have to watch that. The I the whole the way it's it's all in the execution. It's all in the execution, and then you just kind of take a leap. You go like if you can go in like with the like with all the other baggage out and you just look at this like okay like this is a child's play film you could see that one actually as the original one and have a pretty good idea of what's going on without seeing one through five yeah it's yeah it's surprisingly it's surprisingly really 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 good and like i was on the edge of my seat just like i was whenever you and i watched child's play like it got that feeling and the tension and everything it's great i highly highly recommend it like if you don't watch any of the others go watch curse of chucky okay so the future don mancini is working on a tv series i read about that yeah before i came over here i was reading about that and it's eight episodes so far eight episodes and it's going to be what happens after cult Cult, and it's going to be supposed to be like the end of the series supposed to be a continuation yeah continuation and it's going to end it like that's he wanted to make an essentially an eight hour movie to end the legacy of chucky and Mm. bury him and then recently we got announcement of a remake but he nobody's involved in but they put out a first look of the yeah first look of the doll and it looks it doesn't look right at all. It looks like a girl. Yeah, it does. I wonder if they're going back to that, though, like the original idea of making uh, a girl voice him. Maybe, I but it looks like Chucky. It just looks like a female version of Chucky. Hmm. That's bizarre. Do you? Are you looking at it? I'm looking at it right now, scrolling through this. Uh, Huh. Interesting. That my question about it is, uh, is it supposed to be based in the eighties again? No, it does not look like a modern day doll. It's uh, it's based today, mm-hmm. and the doll is going to be like one of these kind of smart dolls mm-hmm. that kind of like oh yeah, you can program to do this or that, and you can control it with your cell phone, and it's wired into the internet, kind of using ideas of like uh, popular things like Alexa and mm-hmm. Siri. So it'll be interesting to see where the Child's Play franchise goes. I hope that Don at least gets to make his TV series or another film to finish out what he started because Cult of Chucky very much ends on a cliffhanger. Like it, and it needs some resolution. Right. Aubrey Plaza is playing the mother, apparently. That doesn't sound... Um, her son... Gabriel Bateman, unfamiliar with, um, and co-star Brian Tyree Henry of Atlanta. Hmm. I don't know. As you know, my thoughts on remakes are not so hot. Not so mm-hmm. hot takes. Yeah. Uh, I've rarely seen ones that I've enjoyed, so... So my feelings on remakes is that I think my 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 feelings on remakes are kind of blasphemous to some because I think Texas Chainsaw 2003 is a better film than the original. Interesting. That's a very um, <sighs> a rare opinion. I feel 
Rick. Okay. I don't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's an interesting film. It works for what it is, but it's not this amazing thing that everybody talks about to me. In I what fe- way? I have they, to agree with you. They say it's it's, it's like, oh man, like it changed horror forever. It's so realistic. It's unsettling. Okay. No, like it is random kids end up at a random house. They invade said house. They are actually the villains here. Like I, <laughs> to me, uh, kind of like, okay, think about this. This dude opening, uh, you've never seen the movie of this guy. No, I've seen it. The original? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you have seen it. That's why I'm confused by what you're saying because I I consider that we you talked about uh you were text we were texting back and forth and you thought we were doing uh chainsaw yeah uh and I said I didn't really want to because for one the f- first one came out in '74 I think mm-hmm. and these are the '80 icons so the second one did come out in the '80s right yeah but uh, even so um I don't think of Leatherface as iconic as the others and. Um, I never want to watch that movie again because it uh, terrified me so much really? at the a- really? when I saw it at the age of sixteen. Okay, so it was so disturbing and the like documentary style filmmaking does to me make it feel more real and it feels like I'm watching a um, messed up documentary from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, that was I mean that was done because they requested free film, kind of like Mister Rogers did, mm-hmm. and that's where all that film stock came from. And just, I, I don't know, it just feels un, like, just, uh, all of it just feels so gritty and gross and... It does feel gritty, <sighs> it does feel gross, but the characters are paper thin and super fucking annoying. Yeah. And I, I feel, guess I don't remember them very much. Oh, man. And it was like, just like... The one dude goes into the house, right? He goes into Leatherface's house. Mm. He starts prying through the house. A random house. He walks through the door and then... Leatherface opens up said door, hits him with a fucking hammer. I'm if I see a fucking person in my house that I didn't invite in, like I'd probably hit him with a fucking hammer too. It's just like, uh, and the dinner scene just goes on way too long, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's the most terrifying thing," where she has to sit around with the family. No, it's just they're screaming and hollering, and it's it's I fucking annoying. Like I I just don't see with the, your logic of they broke into his house. I mean, what happens, happens. It's just like the... I don't, have you seen Don't Breathe? No, I. it's on my list. Okay, never mind. I won't talk about it. I anyway. think that scene, that, what you're talking about, is what makes it a um, actually... Uh, it works as mm-hmm. a horror movie to me. It affects me more than something with just a bunch of random jump scares. Yeah. Um, it, that scene specifically. Um, and, I mean, we're already kind of spoiling the movie, so I'll just write it down as spoilers. But... Um, the scene that made me specifically never like just feel like gross in my stomach was watching Leatherface just saw apart the uh, the handicapped guy, like this guy who's helpless oh, in his wheelchair yeah. has nowhere to go, and this villain is just tearing away at it rather than you know these crazy kids that shouldn't yeah. be going in houses. With their, not well, the thing with the but thing I mean does, like. Franklin was the most annoying character in that movie, and I was ready for him. I remember stop. being annoying, but yeah, that was just like it just yeah, felt he wrong. Comes, to he me. comes, <laughs> it comes out of the woods and hits him with the chain and kills him with the chainsaw. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like, I don't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I, I make my rounds around this time of year when I watch, you know, my horror movies that I love. That one never makes the list for me. Texas Chainsaw Part Two does for me. Yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. ridiculous and so. That's 80s. the one with. Uh, 
Matthew McConaughey, right? No, that's no. part four. That's part four. Oh, the second is the more comedy one. Yeah, it's got oh, Dennis Hopper. Wait, in yeah, it. yeah. I it's remember the, so the fucking ridiculous. the fucking cover art. I remember yeah. it now. Oh, the Breakfast Club thing. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. I, but yeah, just like the first one. I don't know. I just yeah. But the remake. The I remake, like the remake. The remake is everything I wanted the original to be. Yeah, I like the it's remake. More gory. No, it's just scary. Like it's I feel like it's scary. It's nothing's nothing's like fucking comedic really about it. Like there is comedic aspects when it comes to like the sheriff, like like grandpa, dad, or whatever. But everything I mean, it's still it fucking scares me. Though. Yeah, every that hmm. whole that whole little area is tied in. They all know about each other, and they're all united as a like this fucked up family. Yeah, and. Have you seen the uh, beginning, the prequel? I haven't. Oh, because it has like some of the like all the same actors from. The yeah, remake. you'd like it. You should watch it. It's fuck. It's really fucked up. <laughs> but leather Leatherface is presented not as there's these people don't randomly enter the house and they kill they like he kills them or something like that. Like, see, that's he, why I don't like. Have you seen the newest one? Yeah, the direct sequel. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, <laughs> kind of has that same thing hmm. with the dude wandering through the house. Mm-hmm. The it first does. guy yeah. dies, yeah. But like, it open the movie opens with girl blowing her brains out, and that just kind of sets the tone. Like, this isn't what you're going to expect at all. It, you like, yeah, and she's muttering, m- like mumbling about the house, and like, don't go there, and it's just it's scary. And whenever the kids eventually do come across Leatherface, like, he is a hulking beast. He's not this clumsy guy that drops his fucking chainsaw on his leg. Yeah, and just, like, fucking saws his own leg off, like... Yeah. yeah. He's just... He feels like a force of nature. The whole the whole way he's shot, he feels like a monster, whereas in the original, he just feels like a doofus a in fucking, a mask. Yeah, like some dumbass who just doesn't understand and they, what he's doing is wrong and pretty much toby hooper views that film as a dark comedy he doesn't view right. it as a horror and he to further take that point further he made part two a blatant dark comedy yeah what Leatherface is this goofy guy that he was supposed to be in the original and i feel like the remake makes him the monster that i always heard he was yeah i mean mm. at least what he's based off of yeah, Ed Gein. Like, so it's not it's not about the gore. It's just that he feels he feels scary. He feels like something you don't want to ever come across. Yeah, I don't need like blood, guts, and everything to be scared. I just need like an intimidating figure. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I see so. what you're saying. Yeah, I guess that's for me. Yeah, I guess the more humanistic ones are more scary to me. Yeah, I get that. For the most part, I well, think yeah, but living in near Texas. Like you, you run into the characters from the original, and you're like, oh, okay, I don't want to be near those people. Yeah, rarely do I actually see any real, yeah. real monsters besides Brandon over here, this beast. Fuck, <laughs> hitting the gym every day. Hell yeah, dude. So favorite scenes on Child's Play? Car what ch- was that? What chase. we were talking about? Yeah, I like the car chase, or not the car chase, but the car scene. Okay, opening scene. Whenever in the toy store, like yeah. once we, when you hit the title, oh, that, that yeah. was so cool! And the score too is really good in that moment. Most of the time, I didn't notice the score, and apparently, he wrote the guy who did it. Um, I got his name written down, and I'm going to say his name because I wrote it fucking down. Joe Renzetti. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of music for this movie that they just did not care to use. That sucks. 
I like the stuff that's in it because it yeah. actually like sets the tone and stuff. It Whereas fits. like, I mean, we'll talk about Nightmare, but like a lot of the stuff in Nightmare I find distracting. Interesting. Like just okay. the like eighties like crazy synthesizer. Like oh oh I've, I got oh, oh sorry I was watching a movie. I have so many <laughs> notes about that music. We'll talk <laughs> about it, but. Yeah, I, it just a lot of it they didn't use. Uh, and there's a he did a really cool main theme for this film that's nowhere to be found in the movie at all. <laughs> and they were going to... The initial plan was to end this with a Chucky rap that you can find online. And it is... It's about as bad as uh, Will Smith's uh, Nightmare on My Street. Oh, that's a classic, Matt. How dare you say right. bad. My favorite scene was, ch- was ch- burnt Chucky lurking up on Andy... Uh, in the hallway with the mm. knife. Oh man, that just that shot's beautiful. So, all right, if you guys are good, I'm good. Give it up, Ray. It's over. It all started with this big shootout. You see, I was just your average everyday creep on the run until little evil magic changed me into what I am today, Chucky. This has been a Second Mob podcast. For more audio content or information on this podcast, please visit secondmob.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Woo!